Welcome to the Police Fit Podcast, where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health. With over 11 years experience in the fitness industry and 17 years service in the military and as a first responder, your host, Brad Williams, shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health. Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. A few questions this week to get through. Uh, first one's from Andrew McPherson. Uh, the question is, coming back from a shoulder surgery, how do you build up your strength again? Um, so for this one here, obviously rehab's the first thing you're going to do. Um, for his scenario, his rehab's already done. So with the rehab, make sure you're doing it okay. It's there for a reason. You need to build, build back up the movement. All right, so make sure you're doing your rehab if you are coming back from surgery. Um, so the way I like to look at things is basically what you want to do is you want to grow the muscle, strengthen it, grow the muscle, strengthen it. And it's just this ongoing cycle of growing the muscle, strengthening the muscle fibers, then growing it, strengthening it, growing it, strengthening it. So what generally I recommend is running a strength cycle for approximately 12 weeks um, and then a hypertrophy cycle for eight weeks just to give your joints a bit of a rest from the um, from the big lifts. During this strength cycle, okay, you're going to be obviously building up strength through your main movements, all right, and then that hypertrophy cycle, you know, is a time to, you know, build up the muscle, make it bigger, all right, and then we work back into that strength again. So, for the strength, I generally look at that three to five rep range. Now, I have trained and I do train sometimes to a point where I'm missing reps because I'm so fatigued. If you're definitely, if you're coming back from a surgery or you're trying to build that back up again, what I would recommend is no missed reps. So what I mean by that is if you're doing your strength workout and it's got five reps there, Make sure you get your five reps. Don't fail on five or four reps, okay? You don't want to have any missed reps because when you're missing a rep, it's because you're fatigued. And when you're fatigued, you're not lifting as well. And it's just that cause. There's more of a cause there for injury, okay? So definitely when you're coming back, um, make sure you're not missing any reps at all. Um, and that goes into also controlled movement. So making sure that your movement is really good, perfect movement. Okay, and it's controlled movement, you know, you're not trying to move around and push the weight too hard. Okay, so make sure you're not missing any reps. Also, something to look at is for myself, I do a lot of a lot of single arm stuff, um, especially overhead, just due, due to my shoulders and the range of movement they've got. So with your shoulders and coming back from shoulder surgery, now I'm not a surgeon by any means, but you may find that one might have a different, slightly different range of movement to another. So I generally would suggest to steer clear or something like a barbell press where it where it's making both your shoulders move in the same pattern of movement, All right? More so I lean towards like an Arnie press or a single arm strict press or a push press, but it's all single arm stuff um, just to make sure that my shoulders don't like that, that position 
you know, that a barbell puts them in overhead because um, I can't lock my shoulders back and in. Um, if that makes sense, super hard to explain over a uh, podcast, but I like to do everything overhead. I do all single arm movements. Um, so that might be something you need to look at um, coming back from shoulder surgery. Um, so basically, I'll just quickly explain to you what I would have for like a strength um, session. So say if your main lift is bench and so you're doing upper body day. So the first part, obviously you warm up and stretch, maybe do some banded pull aparts or some banded light resistance movements. So I just make sure you're warming up. And then what I do from there is move into a weighted warm up. So something like front raises and push ups is one I generally lean towards, especially if I'm doing bench. Um, and, and with that there, I generally go like four reps, uh, sorry, four, four, um, four sets of, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 reps just to get really warm. And then I'd move into the bench. So for that, for the strength, looking at like your three to five rep range with four warm up sets included into that. Now, I haven't benched in a while just due to my shoulder and a wrist injury. So for me, those five reps might be 100, 110, maybe, yeah, maybe 110, I think at the moment. Um, so for that, I'd get up to that weight fairly quick. Whereas before when I was benching the most, I think I was doing maybe one or five reps at 140, but that, that would take more than four warm-up sets. I might be doing like six, <clears throat> six warm-up sets. So generally recommend about four, but you know, if, you, if you're just getting back into it and you have had that strength previously, you might find just one to two warm-up sets might be enough. Um, and then at the start, I wouldn't superset it with anything else, but once you start to build that strength back up again, I'd superset it with like a back movement, something like chin-ups, um, seated rows or similar. Um, and then after that main lift of being the bench press, what I would do is go and do accessory work. Um, so depending on what you want to what you want to work on or develop here, but generally I'll look at something like an Arnie press or a fly movement for the chest. So we're going to superset them and then move into a circuit after that. So for the circuit, depending again on what my goal is um, and how much cardio I'm doing outside but if I'm using my strength and conditioning sessions more for the conditioning side as well what I would do is say like a back movement and arms movement um shoulder and then a conditioning so like an uh, airdyne or a run or something if I wasn't worried about the conditioning part so much I'd just keep it a circuit as like back and arm workout no sorry back arms shoulders and then like a core um, but that's just basically how I'd lay it out. What I would recommend and what I do for my clients is um, that the bench press will stay the same for the 12 weeks, the reps will change, but that warm-up, weighted warm-up and main lift will stay the same for the 12 weeks. And then just that accessory work and the circuit work will change. That accessory work and that um, circuit work will change every four weeks just to keep it interesting and just to change the focus on what we need to build up there. Um, so just that's just a bit of a rough outlay. Um, and something to think about too is, is you're going to get your strength back quicker um, than what it took to initially build that up. So for example, if you did like a 12-week strength program from, from nothing, right? No training at all. Say your bench goes from... 60 up to 110 right and then you don't train for ages and your bench gets back to 60 
It's not going to take you 12 weeks again to get back up to that 110. So keep that in mind. Um, generally, if I'm coming back from an injury or or time off, I won't work off a one rep max or even a three rep max because I just I progress too quickly. Um, so for for example, my bench has always been really good, right? I haven't I haven't done it in a while. So if I did like a three rep max now, say I get 110. I'm I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do a program working off that 110 for a three rep max because I'm going to progress too quick for the program. Um, so that's just something to think about too. If you're coming back from a bit of time off, you know, doing a three rep max might be good just to give you a bit of a an area to work from. But just be aware that if you are doing a program that's based off say a three rep max percentages, um, just be aware you're probably going to progress quicker than what the program is. So just keep that in mind and you might need to adjust it as you go along. Um, that's a bit more advanced, that kind of um, work, but it's just something to, something to consider. Um, so I hope that helps you. If you have any questions on that, let me know. Um, the next one, and sorry if I pronounce this wrong, is from Sagar Pradhan. Um, question is, the type of food to eat before running and how long? So if you don't already know and you haven't seen posts, um, I'm a massive fan of honey sandwiches <laughs> before I train. Um, I just feel they, just for me, they sit well. Um, only you can work out what's going to be good for you to have before you're running. Because um, what might work for me might not work for you. So for myself, I have um, honey toast, um, one to two slices with about a kilo of butter on each one. Um, I have that about 60 minutes before my training session. Um, and at, at the moment too, I've been getting right into mandarins again. So I might have that maybe 30 minutes before I work out or 10 minutes. Um, I just find they give me a little bit of energy. It's that, that sugary kind of kick. Um, and I just find that the, you know, the bread, the bread with the honey just sits really well in my stomach. Um, and I, and I get upset when I'm running something to think about. Okay. Don't try anything new on your test day. So if you're coming up to your test day, yeah, and you you know, Brad's an awesome trainer and he has honey sandwiches before he runs. Don't fucking go and have a honey sandwich for the first time before you run, before you test date. Okay, so make sure you're before you if you've got a test date coming up, right? And there are a few things that you want to try. Maybe you want to try having a honey sandwich, right? Or a slice of bread with honey on it. You know, if four, four weeks before or whatever, before one of your main run sessions where you know you're going to be pushing yourself hard, try it. Have a, have your slice of bread with honey on it. Um, you know, I should probably be sponsored by a honey brand. But anyways, um, have a slice of bread with honey on it and then go for your run and see how you feel. You know, maybe you feel really good. doesn't feel so well. Try something different. But whatever you do, don't fucking try something new on your test day, okay? Because... If it doesn't, if it doesn't sit right in your stomach, it it might not end well. Okay, so just make sure you're not trying something new. Okay, don't don't go. Oh fuck! I don't drink coffee. I'm gonna suddenly drink coffee before my beat test because then you're gonna shit yourself. Okay, so just make sure you're not trying anything new and test it out. Okay, it's like anything, just test it out before your other runs, before your test date as well. So I hope that helps you out. Yeah, if anyone listening here owns a honey company or want to sponsor me. Um, a honey brand or anything just let me know i'd love to love to be a part of that all right so the last question is from lucy careless 
there are ways to help your lower body, especially your calves, um, due to pain from running. Okay, so first things first, okay, whenever a client says to me, oh, I've got this injury or I've got a pain, first thing I do, tell them, go see an osteo, go see you know, your physio, a myotherapist, if it's your feet, go see a podiatrist, okay? See a treating specialist early and as soon as possible because what might feel like something minor Okay, you can go to your physio, for example, your osteo and go, hey, I've been started running and I'm getting really tight calves and they're just not letting up. Okay, for starters, I'll be able to look at it, have a feel and work out, okay, you need to do this exercise more or that exercise more. Okay, your coach means well, okay, but they're not a specialist. Okay, so make sure you go see a specialist, go see your osteo, physio, myo, podiatrist, okay? I'm going to say that again. Your coach means well, okay? We do. We want the best for you, all right? Whether it's me, and, and I don't do this because the first thing I do is say see a specialist, but if you've got another coach, you know, and you're saying, hey, I've got this pain in my groin or whatever, and they're going, oh, do this, do that, do this, and they're not saying in the first instance, go see a specialist, okay? They're doing you a fucking massive disservice, all right? So go see a specialist, okay? I think... I've said that enough times. We're going to say once more, go see a specialist on the first instance as soon as it starts hurting, okay? Because they're going to be able to help you out better than anyone else, all right? And they're going to be able to, just on specialist too, if you can, go see someone that's an athlete as well. So my osteo at the moment um, played basketball, college basketball over in the States, plays extremely high-level basketball still, um, so he understands, he understands training, he understands the mindset. So if you can, those are the best type of osteos, physios, etc. to go see, because they understand that you're not going to stop training. Okay. They understand how to train around injuries, right? I've seen ones in the past before where they're like, I oh, don't train. Like I had a doctor that said to me, it was my shoulder injuries. Guys, you need to stop doing resistance training. That's the fucking worst bit of advice I've ever gotten from anyone, okay? And they're supposed professionals in their field, okay? So if you can, a specialist that has got a training or athlete background is going to be your best option for these things. Um, so see a specialist, right? Fucking, I hope you get that into your head. See a specialist, right? But things that I do, okay, for tight muscles, and this is kind of just rehab recovery stuff, foam rolling is really good. Um, so obviously stretching, massage gun. Now I'm a massive fan of my massage gun. All right. Um, the wife and I have been married. Um, you know, we've been together 10 years this year, 11, yeah, 10 years this year, I think. Sorry, I forgot that wrong, honey. Um, so obviously we don't give each other massages anymore. <laughs> so a massage gun is great. Um, so I, I just got a cheap one off eBay, $99, um, and, and it's perfect. It does everything I need it to do. Um, yeah, a really a, a good one can cost like $300. You can buy three of these for that. So I'd just go on eBay and get one off there. They're great. Um, the other thing is to don't run the beep test, okay? Now, a lot of people, when they're training, They'll go, oh shit, I've got to run the beep test. I'll just keep running the beep test. And another thing too, and I'm talking to talking to people online, like 
I talk to, you know, fuck, so many applicants throughout a week, like just people that are coming to me for advice and, you know, and they've got advice, whether it's solicited or unsolicited advice from other people. And something I see common, people go, oh, if you want to get better at the beep test, just run the beep test every day. That is the worst fucking advice besides this dickhead doctor telling me not to do weights, right? That is the worst fucking advice you can ever give someone. Couple of reasons. First one, it is extremely bad for your joints, okay? The beep test is extremely bad for your joints. Secondly, if you're only getting up to level three, level four, level five, and that is your cardio training, you're only training for five minutes. Okay, it's not enough, especially like level one, two, three, right? It's not even really training. You're not even really pushing yourself that hard. So just running the beep test every day is the worst fucking advice. And I I get it all the time. People come to me and they go, oh, my shins are sore, my calves are sore, or what have you been doing? Oh, a guy told me or someone told me to run the beep test every day, so I've been doing that. Okay, so if you're running the beep test every day, fucking stop, okay? If you're unsure what running you should be doing for the beep test, please send me a message, right? I've got videos in the group. You know, I've done a podcast on it. Um, I'll just tell you straight away what you need to be doing. I'll, I'll tell you exactly, exactly what I'm getting my customers, my clients that are applicants, exactly the running they're doing. I'll tell you what it is, okay? I'm not here to little keep little secrets and shit like that and try and keep the special source for you. All right, I'm, I'm here to help you. So just ask for the help, okay? I'll tell you exactly how you need to be running. Um, don't do the beep test. So what we do is we do it every two weeks, okay? So just run the beep test every two weeks, all right? It is massively bad for your joints, okay? Um, the other thing is to build up your running. So on that, again, like people just go, oh, just run every day. I'm going to run every day. Don't fucking run every day, okay? Build up your running. It's like resistance work, okay? You're not just, if you want to get better at your bench, right? You're not just going to go in and bench every day, okay? You need to, you know, let, let your let your muscles heal, repair, recover, okay? When you're running, you're putting a lot of pressure right, on your calves and that. So you think about your calves, when you've got sore muscles, right? Think about this, they've, they've you've torn your muscles, that's why they're sore and they're repairing. So when you go running, all right, and then your calves are sore, that constant impact, all right, that's stretching, lengthening, shortening the muscle continuously, okay? It's tearing the muscle fibers, all right? So you need to let those muscle fibers repair and build themselves back up, all right? So building that resistance through running. So for our running, all right, we only do it three times a week and that consists of a short interval, a medium interval, and then a long, slow run, okay? So just cut your running down, okay, and build your running up. So don't, don't go and go for an hour-long run, Okay, maybe if you're doing your like your slow, steady state run, go for like a 20 minutes and then next week, 25, 30, 35, 40 and build it up like that over time. Um, but yeah, don't don't just go smash straight into your running. Okay, you need to build it up. It's not like, you know, for some reason, because I guess with weights, you're kind of limited because you, you can physically only lift so much. So it's not like you can just wake up and go jump on the bench and put 150 kilos on there. You need to build up to that. Whereas with running, you know, because everyone can run, you know, you can go out and do do a max run and you can absolutely smash yourself, but it's not going to be good for your body, right? So you need to make sure you're building up over time. And that's where these injuries come from. Um, you know, just 
you know, you're not running, you're not building it up. So I remember when I when I had shin splints in the army, what happened was my osteo, um, we did like a back to running program. And, and from memory, it was over a 10 week, 10 week period, I reckon. And, and what it was, was it was off the top of my head here, it was six five minute blocks. Okay. And the first week, so three times a week, the first week was run for 30 seconds, walk for four and a half minutes, doing that six times. So 30 minutes. And the next week was run for a minute, walk for four minutes. And that was three times a week. And then the next week was 150, three and a half minutes and two minutes, three minutes and building up 30 seconds every time. Um, so that was just give you a bit of an idea of like a, a back to running program from shin splints that I got given to me um, when I was in the army, I was quite fit, right? So just build up your running, all right? Stop doing the fucking beep test every day. And if someone told you to do that, all right, it's probably that doctor that told me not to do weights, okay? Just come and see me, all right? I'm here to help you. Just please ask for help and I'll help you out, okay? So hopefully that answers all your questions. Yeah, as always, if you have anything, if you need any clarification on any information, just hit me up. I'm here to help you guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? The more people we can get it in front of, the more people we can help. Now, on that too, if you've got any questions at all, please shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll cover it off in the podcast. I'll give you the most amount of information that I can. And please, if you need help with your fitness, training, mindset, anything, please reach out and ask me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you out. You just need to ask. Thanks, guys.